Hey, Speedy Freaks, this week we bring you the stunning conclusion to our whirlwind two-part review of 2014's The Rewrite. Which means, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, this one is not going to make much sense. So go back and check out episode 13 if you haven't to hear part one of our review. Having said that, without further ado, here is part two. We're back in class, and Karen is, she's singing a different tune. She, she is, is a bitch. She is pissed. <laughs> she is less than pleased. Yes. Less than pleased that she couldn't uh, underage drink with her professor out in public. Uh, and which, not mad at Marissa, though, either. She's no. mad only at Hugh. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, don't be mad at Marissa. She's just doing her job. But, uh, yeah, just... Uh, just odd. Also, odd. I do. I will throw in this real quick. Uh, Karen also points out that she has dated three other professors. Oh, so. I forgot about that. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, so, and she's like a freshman, may probably right. She's not twenty-one, so she's not a she's not a senior. She's somewhere between freshman and junior, probably. And sure. she's dated. This is her fourth professor she's dated. Which, nothing wrong with that, right? Totally chill vibes. Oh, man. So, <laughs> yeah. It uh, it boggles the mind. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, Karen comes at uh, Hugh, Hugh Grant's character with, uh, <laughs> with the burning question of, hey, you've not been able to find success after your first film. Why should we listen to you? And, Jim, this is like... Uh, rookie day one shit as a teacher, you got to be ready for this question. You got to have some kind of quippy, like you got to have a good return for this or else you're going to lose all credibility in the classroom, right? Like you got to have some kind of response. And his is, uh, uh, you're right. Uh, (laughs) Why should you listen to me? Uh, and, but not in, not even in a rhetorical way, like, uh, like, well, let's examine why you should listen to me. Like it's, uh, she should have said, well, bitch, do you have an Oscar? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's when you slammed the Oscar on the desk. I'd have, boy, I'd have fucking just put that, (laughs) put that shit right on the desk and be like, so let's, or done is how vindictive I'm sure. So let's do a math problem. Mm -hmm. We'll do a story problem. Yeah. I have one Oscar, okay, <laughs> yeah. and you have zero Oscars. Yep. So, how many more Oscars do I have than you? <laughs> Take your time and tell me that. <laughs> Take your time. Anyway, so so after that, we get a like, we get a montage of him like of him attempting to teach, but more importantly. We get some speedy clips. Ah, I was going to say, there are some real speedy. Yeah. I was going to text you uh, when the show was jumping off. Like, yo, get ready for this because yeah. you're going to fucking love speedy, this part. It's an interior shot of uh, Speedy and Speedy and Rip Pit. Yeah. Right? Uh, him and Chris Elliott are going to town on uh, some, right, some speedies. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's teaching in there too. Come Which, for the speedies, leave, leave for the teaching. <laughs> exactly. And like, this is also the kind of the part of the movie too where like in true like film and TV writing yeah. where like he is like bending the corner of being shitty and yeah. like learned his lesson. Uh, I'm just like, yeah. all right, so you like, oh, so I like actually have to be a teacher and I'm slowly warming up to it. But right? also because he got caught trying to get alcohol for his underage 
girlfriend. Who's also a student, um, because two things can exist at the same time. (laughs) Right. Um, So anyway, go go on. So, and then he's also working on his own script for a follow-up for a sequel to that Oscar award-winning film that we can't remember the name of. Paradise. Uh, Paradise. Adjacent or something. (laughs) Paradise Forlorn. Yeah. Uh, Anyway... Uh, then we then we get a shot of Hugh Grant creeping on Marissa Tomei as she's dancing with her kids. Like yes, she, <laughs> yeah, he's fucking he's he's hiding. Fi- he's yeah, he's she. I assume this is somewhere on campus, right? Or else he tracked her down at a dance studio. I wouldn't put it past. He's him. found out where she is and he's creeping in the window, just like watching her. Da- like you know do like dance a, with her kids dance like, with her kids it's like sweet and she's yeah. just having fun and just being cool like just being like a you can tell she's like a cool mom yeah right yep. because she's like been kids through some like shit. her yeah yeah yep. like you know she's party it's she, a way a way for her to use her dance but also connect with her kids yeah so he's then um he's talking to his agent again who i think he's talked to a few times yes yeah this. Like, like, they're like in touch yep um and he pitches a, a script of one of his students to his agent. Jim, what do you think, uh, who wrote this script? One of the uh, eight, or rather nine female students in the class, or one of the two male students? Who do you think he pitches to his agent? Well, because, you know what, he's such a champion for <laughs> uh, women. And... Scripts with strong female leads. Right, yeah, 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 he wants that. So uh, I'm going to say one of the two guys. Yeah. He does. Yeah. This is the, like, when I realized this this part of the film where, like, again, a big undertone is, like, Hollywood wants women. Hollywood wants female characters. Uh, he pushes the one of two male students to, to get a meeting with Hollywood producers. I fucking lost it. Like, what the fuck? fuck well if this movie was to have any redeeming quality it would be him plucking one of the student the female students who like they're they are somewhat fleshed out characters like you get to know a few of them and like the scripts they're developing yeah like there's the one girl who like writes like the bar mitzvah that goes haywire and then there's like the like i forget the girl the asian girl who's just like the like film nerd who's like developing a very dark script yeah Uh, like god damn it they, those two characters have a lot more character and the like white dude just like, oh, I'm just really smart and nerdy. And, and like sneezes wrote, on everybody yeah, and shit. It's, much less of a character. Right. Uh, but he's the one that gets the meeting because that's how Hollywood works, I fucking I was guess. about to say. So I don't know if you've seen Rob. <laughs> 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 There's something called a uh, good old boy network. Uh, if you're familiar with that. But, yeah. uh, well, he's, you know, he's just a better writer and he can write a more compelling female lead than any of the young right. women who have lived that experience, right? That's, yeah. That's the, the moral of the story. Yep. Anyway, um, oh, like, there's a line here that Hugh gives out, which oh, I definitely yeah. have. And he wrote, "I'm in Binghamton. What trouble could I get in?" <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yes. <laughs> enter, enter, uh, Karen, sir, and a she, lot. She uh, she wants to discuss 
discuss her relationship with you, which is the correct word because that is what uh, they have. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah. Oh, and also, we should also know where this discussion is taking place. Yes. In the hallway at school. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And previously... Uh, it, when uh, Hugh Grant was talking to Marissa, Marissa points out the obvious, um, the obvious points in Karen's script because everyone's looking at each other's scripts in class. That uh, Karen has uh, like a dad complex and is looking to fill that that space in her life, and that's clear from the script she's written, which is very much mirrors her relationship with Hugh Grant, right? Uh, which Hugh Grant didn't pick up on. He had to have Marissa point out because he's a fucking terrible teacher and i'm gonna go on a limb and say a terrible writer yeah um there you go so she wants to discuss their relationship which is a fair thing to request uh from your your teacher and the person you're you're seeing right and uh he proceeds to give her notes on her script (laughs) that's that's and tells it tells her uh that the older character in her script is too likable uh, which I, f- I felt was the writer l- attempting to look at the audience as like, no, I don't, I don't like you, Grant, yeah. at all. Uh, uh, you don't have this problem. <laughs> nah, man, I don't fuck with you. Uh, and at this point, it escalates to Karen saying, fuck you, which thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, it, again, in the hallway, everyone can hear it. Uh, and she also said, "Ask him to bring bring her back her weed because she's going to need to smoke it after after, after this, this relationship. This horrible breakup. Yes, everyone overhears. Allison Janney's character, like it's like right outside her, her door. <laughs> right. She pops out, looks at him, just shakes her head. Correct response. Or else maybe like ejecting him from the building and calling uh, campus security, but, like you're not allowed on campus anymore until we sort this out. That might be the correct response. Sure. Right. 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 Uh, at this point, this is my favorite." line from the entire film is 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 approaching because chris elliott comes out is like hey man are you you okay buddy uh and hugh grant says i'm not sure maybe i need to go home and and eat the rest of karen's pot and then chris says Mm-mm, i know what you need smash cut to speedy and rib pit eating mm. speedies <laughs> best part of the film yeah absolutely fantastic yeah but also jk simmons character is there and I don't think he's aware. Like he was, he didn't show up and didn't hear the curve. Yeah, muscle. I don't. Th- but, <laughs> but again, Hugh Grant's character, uh, having just been, uh, you know, outed as being a predator, his follow up is Speedy's with the department head. Sure, sure, because that's the normal <laughs> thing to do, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, man, I just broke up with my lady. And the department head's like, oh, who is your lady? It's like, oh, she's also a student. And he's like, what? Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, again, we get another joke of the uh, Hugh Grant's like, oh, do you have any pictures of your family? Uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. J.K. Simmons, like, again, gets like weepy and leaves and like, oh, only took him 30 seconds to cry. It was just like, oh, you, again, you poor bastard. You right. love this, your family. This fucking <laughs> pussy loves his family. And they're all women. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where where are we in this dumpster fire? 
uh, Marissa yes. and Hugh are the, talking. Yeah, getting some notes on her script. Right. And again, everyone's, uh, a lot of these students are just writing from their own life because that's a good way. That's what Hugh has told them to do, right? Right. Uh, and Marissa's like seeing some guy that may be a little bit uh, plain, but he's reliable and not a predator, right? Hey, listen. <laughs> not sleeping with 18-year-olds. Right, right. And Hugh is giving her notes on the script, trying to influence her, not just the script, but her life decisions sure. towards him. Because, you know, he's a free agent now. He's not. Yeah, serious. yeah. He's not fucking yeah. a 19-year-old. He's just moving down the roster, the class roster alphabetically at this Smart. point, I assume. Smart. Uh, and Marissa's next next up, right? Um, so he's trying to give her trying to give her notes. And it comes out pretty late in the movie that Hugh Grant hasn't talked to his son in over a year. And the reason is, one, this, the kid is uh, in, in the UK, in college, and he just kind of assumes since Hollywood doesn't like him, his kid doesn't like him. Okay. Is the gist of it. Uh, and him and his his wife are divorced, right? Like, you can come up with such a better, like a better reason but again it points out like how how much a self-conceited piece of shit this character is just like eh, i'm not getting any scripts sold my son doesn't want to talk to me and it's like so that is insane yes uh, yes uh so marissa tells him to call his son uh which uh first first we uh then Cut to like uh, a screening of the Twilight Zone. That's right, baby. Uh, That's fucking right. Where again, we've talked. They talked about Rod Serling early on in the movie, um, and they talked about it when they were at the carousel. How it influenced a particular Twilight Zone episode, which we also talked about. That's right, we did. Uh, episode called Walking Distance. And Jim, the best part of this movie is the ten seconds that the Twilight Zone is on screen. Mm-hmm. That's, I know that's the right. most enjoyable part. <laughs> uh, but they, they screen um, a part of that that episode where, very quick synopsis, a guy, his car breaks down and he walks to his childhood home because he's nearby, but he ends up not just walking back to the town, but transporting back to the time he was a child. Um, and like his child self is there, and it, inv- it involves a carousel in a, a big way. Go watch the episode. It's, it's a, great. It's a good one. It's a classic. Yep. Um, so they're screening that, and it's uh, this this character's dad telling him to not look back. Again, the best writing in the movie too is using this as part of the Twilight Zone, telling uh, the character to look forward in life, not look back, which. Hugh Grant's character is uh, supposed to take some some meaning from that. Right. So then he goes home, calls his kid. It's got to be like 4 a.m. in the UK at this point, right? Sure. Like, why? Dad hasn't called me in a year, and he's calling me at 4 a.m. my time. That's <laughs> that's he's, not a good look, you. Yeah, it's not a good look. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what uh uh what what you're up to, Dad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, take the time difference into account, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he leaves a voicemail. We don't know what's going to happen with that. So the next day, J.K. Simmons confronts Hugh Grant, tells him. Uh, they're in J.K. Simmons' office and tells him there's going to be either an F- ethics committee meeting, which will 
Everyone will know about it. You're going to get fired or you can leave. Those are your two options. He also tells him, essentially, I would assault you, but I like you. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but I like you, so I'm not going to. Or he says something to the effect of like, if this happened to my daughter, right. I would assault you. Like, and I would, with my hands. Yeah. Like, I could kill yeah, you with yeah. my bare hands. Yeah. And, you know, all that. But I but, would But you know what? Yeah, I like you, Hugh. Yeah, you're, you're a nice guy. You're, you're, it's you, all right. You fuck 19-year-olds, but not my 19 <laughs> Yeah, so it's cool. It's so cool. fine. Yeah. Again, the entire department is complicit. <laughs> they all like him. They're all going along with it. His uh, <laughs> Chris Elliott, his neighbor and co-teacher, is his confidant. He's not telling any. Like the whole department should be fired, let go, without tenure, without pension. Get them all out of here. Clean house. It's it's remarkable. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my. I, I say, lost my. God damn, you went uh, you went off there, Rob. Uh, okay, so. So he leaves that meeting. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Uh, Hugh talks with his agent, and the studio hates his sequel script. It's and I have the name of the film: Paradise Misplaced. We just mis- misplaced the name of the, the film: mm. Paradise Misplaced Two. Uh, they didn't like his script, and they want someone else to write it. Good choice, <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood. Smart. Um, the producers of a studio liked his male students script and they would uh, like him to produce it. That's basically the deal he's, he said when he submitted it to right. uh, to his agent. He's like, hey, I'm going to give you this script. It's great. But if anyone wants it, I have to produce it. And they, uh, they move forward with that. Uh, and Hugh then goes to class because – Let's keep the predator on campus. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he like that out. He tells everyone to give up on writing because he's a shit teacher and he teaches with his from his emotions. That's his lesson plan. It's like, how am I feeling today? Yep. Oh, shitty. I'm gonna I'm gonna Take, shit on this profession. Well, if my day is bad, I should definitely make everybody yes. else's bad. Yes, day bad too. So good, good on you. So then he leaves. Uh, I think it's raining that day, too. He's, like, looking through a rainy window. It's real real cinematic. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to sit on the cinematography. So again, it's shot well. It's a, it's a well-shot movie. Um, so then he goes to Marissa's restaurant, and I'll we have right to interpret now. something that is said. But, yeah. Well, so. I mean, I'll throw this in here real quick. So the extras mm-hmm. in this film. Mm-hmm. Not from Binghamton. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I'm looking around that restaurant yeah. just like, oh nah, nah, nah. You didn't <laughs> you didn't get locals in here, did ya? Cause near one of y'all look like the Binghamtonians I've seen mm. walking around. Mm. So we're gonna we're gonna pop the balloon on that yep. idea that this is just some regular Binghamton citizens. But anyway. Back to what you were saying. Now comes the most disappointing part of the movie. And I say that with all intended weight. Again, he's we've watched Hugh Grant be a predator for roughly an hour and a half at this point. Yeah. Um and an affable predator. Sure. In the but, film's depiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Hugh goes to Marissa's restaurant and she's like, Oh, are you hungry? And he says, No, I had a speedy earlier. And her response is, Sorry to hear that. Mm. Not sorry to hear you're not hungry. Sorry to hear that you had a speedy. Marissa. I was about to th- <laughs> throw shit at my TV. <laughs> what the f- 
what the what do you fuck? Mean? What do you mean? You can't. Sorry to hear you that. You can't be a proponent for Binghamton and like shit on Speedies. What is? What are they? I don't. Yeah. Some some may nope. some may adding up here, and boy, do I not agree with it either. Nope. it's no good. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. I'm still upset. <laughs> I'm still upset from from it. I'm living. Uh, oh, so so after uh, Marissa Tomei delivers the most upsetting line in film history. Uh, she then uh, talks to him about uh, being, being caught as a predator, uh, and he lets her know that Allison Janney's character knows, and he's got two choices, either go to the, the committee hearing or quit. Marissa, <laughs> because if he goes to the committee hearing, his son will find out, because honesty right. is not the best policy. No, um, no, no, no. Which is also funny that like they were like, yeah, the rest of Hollywood will find out that you are like fucking a student. Like that's gonna be a problem. I think they literally say like they won't care. There's a there's a toss okay. off line where he's like Hollywood won't care. I believe it. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, Fact. But uh, Marissa then tries to tell him how to get out of it. She's like, look, you're gonna do the committee hearing. Uh, you're gonna claim. You're gonna say. You're gonna claim ignorance. You're just gonna say you didn't know the policy. Tell uh, Alice and Jandy's character that the fake ID said she was 21, but but just played off as a real ID, so shit looks less statutory. Like this is Marissa Tomei's character trying to help him lie his way out of this shit, which like. Yeah, up until this point, you kind of like her, but then you're like, oh, yeah, so you're like complicit dude. with- No, like, Jim, she already shit on Speedies. I don't like yeah, her at this oh, point. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, yeah, sorry. We wrote her off before that. But like also just even just like not even suspending belief here, yeah. but just like so you know that the defense of I didn't know it was wrong- doesn't yeah, hold up. Doesn't hold up. Like, yep. I can't be out there and murder someone and then get arrested and you guys be are like, cool with that here? Oh, shit. oh, I didn't know that I couldn't murder. Yeah. And then be like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Right. Also, what's in, in addition to the issues, yeah. it's that that's your student. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. It's an uneven power dynamic, and it never occurred to you that that's an issue, dude. Right. And like the conflict of interest, yeah. right? Like, so if she fucking, and again, this is very much obvious to everyone except you, is like, so if she graduates and passes, Nobody's gonna look at you. The fact that like you were her, you were her student. She also got into the class. Like he met her before he made selections of who got into the class. Like this whole again, <laughs> this throw the whole shit. fucking department out, man. Get them yeah. all out. This yeah, is, this is bullshit. Like and also like Marissa, this defense is absolutely fucking trash. Yeah, but. it's indefensible one one might say yeah uh, correct so after this meeting hugh is uh he's walking around um and he stumbles on a party jim there's so many fucking side plots like we've uh this is the main critique from a lot of the reviews of the time it's not <laughs> unfortunately it's not the predatory nature of hugh grant's character it's that there's too many side plots this, m most people did not like this film when it came out. Shocker. Speedies yeah. could not redeem it. Uh, they, <laughs> it them, they tried. 
but uh, it just uh, it just didn't happen for well, this for this film. You um, need like I've what is it like at best you have like a C plot maybe like an A and B are great. Yeah, like yep, you can have yep. an A plot and then you can have a B and then the B dovetails into the A. Yep. There you go. I don't even know why this plot is in here. It it uh, like we skipped over part of it because it well, it's not important early on. But the other male student, uh, he's even nerdier. The other student, I would say, is like socially functionable. That's not right. a phrase, but like you know, he's just a good student. Like he, you know, he can uh, he can hold a conversation yes. and is self aware of the fact that yes. like. He's like, yeah, I'm a nerd, but like, I know, I know that, and I also like to write. Yeah, right? this other, the other male student is like obsessed with Star Wars and is like, oh, a lot more socially awkward, right? Yes. As it, Hugh Grant is giving him notes on his script, which is basically just a retread of Star Wars, he's like, maybe you try and join a frat, <laughs> which not a good idea for this kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> right? not only are you a shitty teacher but you're a horrible read of character yes obviously yes so that's what this student did again throw the whole fucking department out <laughs> this student uh so hugh, hugh grant comes upon a what appears to be a house party there's an ambulance on the lawn they're wheeling a kid out it's of course the Star Wars kid from his class who drank like half a handle of vodka in a hazing, a hazing incident at Binghamton University. Why did they agree yeah. to this movie? I'll never understand it. Kid goes to the fucking hospital. Hugh Grant goes, and do you know what he does, Jim? Does he console him? Does he? Uh, does he uh, apologize for suggesting? clearly a fucking terrible idea to him no he gives him notes on his script <laughs> yeah yeah thank god gives him notes on his script as the parents enter and just the weirdest uh interaction where his his, his parents come in like oh my god you almost died son and he's like hey i'm his teacher and he walks out like mm -hmm. i would have more questions for that teacher <laughs> right again the liability the sheer liability of having this man on campus is Millions and millions uh, oh and millions God. of dollars. Oh my God! Uh, so we uh, we return to class the next day, or the next morning rather. And Hugh is piecing out. He's decided to to leave. <laughs> Tell the students good luck. Basically, they have a third left. Thirty more pages left on their script. They're doing the third act. Yeah, third act. We're in the twelfth act of this film, but these students are <laughs> <laughs> students are doing their third act, and. He also apologizes for the previous lesson where he was shitting on like writing as a profession um, and gives some convoluted like conciliatory speech. It's meant to inspire, which he, of course, works in his Oscar winning movie, too. Sure. Uh, again, full, full of himself. Yeah, he's there as a famous writer, but like he sucks. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, he sucks. Um, he's saying goodbye to his students. Uh, Karen like tosses her rewritten script at him. It's like, fuck here's you. your rewrite. Yeah. yeah. Another real fuck, fuck you. you dude. Uh, he's saying goodbye to Marissa. Marissa says, come along of like, please write. He's like, Oh, is email fine? She's like, <laughs> no, write scripts. Don't write me. Don't call me. We'll call you. Is the right. Vibes. Which again, I'm like, all right, thank God, Marissa, like push him out the door. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Uh, get yeah. Don't please do not pursue anything with this man. Um. He then gets a, a phone call from uh, the the agent and Paragon, uh, which I don't know if that's a real studio. It sounds like a real studio. Sounds real. Paragon Studios wants to buy the student's script, right? Uh, the male student. And I don't think we really know much about the script. Again, we know a lot more about other other students. Right. The, the All we know about this one is it's it was good and then it got better. <laughs> yeah. And like there's a strong female lead. Yep. Right. Yep. Strong woman lead. Yep. Uh, so they jet set to Manhattan. Again, Binghamton University uh, <laughs> has a professor who is l- leaving in disgrace <laughs> and immediately hops on a plane with <laughs> another student yeah. to go to Manhattan. Nothing, no problems there, not problematic. Totally uh, chill. They didn't get anything in writing where he would cease contact with Binghamton University <laughs> students. Like no fo- right. no follow through. They're just like no, not no not, like NDAs signed. Nothing. Not our problem. Not not trying to scrub the existence of this dude on campus. But all right, let's go. Yeah. Hey, as long as he's not on campus, not their not their problem. Right? Yep. So they jet set to Manhattan. They go to some swanky restaurant for a meeting with these producers. Um, and the, they're kind of, uh, replaying basically what he was hearing in, uh, the, the earlier part of the beginning of the movie, but, uh, saying like, this movie has a strong female lead. Like, it's great. Like yada, yada. He's kind of tuning out. You get that, like, uh, that echoey kind of sound effect as everyone else is talking. And he like pulls the student aside to, to the bar to have like a, a sidebar with him. And he tells him like, Hey, you've got this man. I'm going to, I'm going to leave. The kid has like a fucking panic attack cause he's 18 and he's in a Hollywood meeting with two producers right? trying to pitch a script. They're talking sequels and shit. And Hugh Grant's just like, nah, you got this. I'm going to leave because he's a good teacher. So he's just like, I've taught, I've taught you everything. Right. And I'm you, passing the torch. Like yeah. that's the, that's the, like, that's how this is yes. it's supposed to land. Right. Because like the echo shit is yeah. like supposed to be like, oh shit, this is what it was like when I yeah. first. And also I don't want this anymore either. Right. He's like, right. He, he doesn't want to be a part of it. Uh, and he want yeah wants to pass this on to his 18 year old student, who's then left to go back to a meeting with two Hollywood producers who are gonna eat this fucking kid alive and give him the shittiest deal because there's no agent there either. The agent isn't there. There's no lawyer. There's nothing. It's just yeah. this kid and two Hollywood producers who think they have an amazing script and they're just gonna screw this kid over for the rest of his life and own him <laughs> and own the film and yep. he's, they're gonna pay him yep. like 500 bucks yep. for the script. It's gonna go on and make like millions and millions and millions of yep. dollars. He won't see a cent. But yeah, it's your it's your time, kid. So uh, he ran. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, and then like as he like tells him that it's his like it's his time to shine. <laughs> yeah. The kid like takes his glasses off. <laughs> he He's takes like, his glasses I got off. this. Puts him in his pocket. I I wrote down this line because he comes back. I, <laughs> I didn't think they were gonna show it, but they like. He comes back and you hear one of the one of the uh, producers say, uh, oh, "Fuck, where is it?" Uh, he comes back and you hear one of the producers say, "Hey, he's back, sans glasses. You look mighty handsome." <laughs> and the kids just like, "Thank you." 
It's the weirdest fucking interaction. Like if you're a producer trying to get a script for free and a Hugh Grant's character's not there anymore and the kid comes back by himself and he, he clearly's done what he thinks is a power move of taking his glasses off, you're probably just like, oh, pay dirt, baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, just like, we're, oh, we're about to. We're good. We're about to <laughs> manipulate the fuck out of this kid and let him know what it is. Hugh Grant catches the red eye back to Binghamton. He's somehow back at, like, that night, he's back in Binghamton, which... He's on the bus. He takes the Greyhound bus. Oh, he takes the bus. That's right. That's right. He takes the Greyhound bus back to Binghamton, and fun continuity error, Mm. the bus... So when he's ta- there, he's taking the Greyhound bus back, uh-huh. right? He then goes over the bridge, uh-huh. right? He goes past the bus station because the bus station. It's a beautiful bus station too. I like took a picture of it when we were there. It's like super cool Art great- Deco. Yep. The greater, the greater. But uh, did they show that? No, they had to shoot the Wendy's, Jim. Well, <laughs> I will say though, in 2014, you mm. probably don't want to okay, shoot that. Fair enough, fair enough. Like that's not it. It, it it didn't look as good as it does now. Okay. Right? Okay. So I will say that is the continuity error that stuck mm-hmm. out to me is that that bus went over the bridge further into the west side <laughs> where that bus should have dropped him off. Door-to-door uh, <laughs> you know door I mean? service. Next yeah. to that, that bus, it's right next to the Little Venice, right? Yep. You could have just dropped him off there, could have shot in there. Like, listen, you know what? We're, we're going to, we'll let him live. We'll let him live with that one. But yep. just know, listeners, speedy freaks, y'all know what time it is. That bus shouldn't have went over that bridge. Very true. Very true. Uh, Hugh Grant then, um, after his wild bus ride. Sure. Uh, this is all the same day. All the same day. He then goes to J.K. Simmons' house. Again, yeah. he's been he's quit his job in disgrace, and he goes to the home of his former boss in what should be the middle of the night, right? It's, what, a four to five, five-hour drive from New York City to Binghamton? Three, three and a half. Okay, three, three and a half. Yeah. Uh, and reg- even if it was, still not, yeah. there's no time. They, it doesn't matter what time. He had a, a like, a, even if it was an early dinner meeting in lower Manhattan, right? Like, so if let's that meeting- five, let's let's give this meeting like two hours, right? So it's sure. seven o'clock. Most buses are going to leave at like eight, yep, right? Yep. So this would put him at the. I'll give it. I'll, I'll say it was probably a Midtown restaurant, right? Like it had Midtown, Midtown vibes. Maybe like Midtown East, one of the swankier yep, ones. Yeah. Uh, but he's still got to get cross town. It's going to be at least thirty minutes to get Port Authority, even if you're like sprinting right from from uh, mid East mid Midtown East. There you go. Um, and he's got like. He's got to navigate fucking Port Authority, get a ticket. It's not easy. They don't make it easy in Port Authority. He would have been like, and this is generous, right? That bus, like uh, most buses are probably going to leave. They're not going to leave on like a seven o'clock. You're going to get like a four o'clock and Mm -hmm. eight o'clock and then a midnight. Right. Got it. So, so he, he caught the eight o'clock bus. He's it's going to be three and a half hours, eleven thirty. Yeah, to get to that professor's house, we'll put him at the professor's house at like eleven forty-five. Got at it. Night. 
Call it midnight. Yeah, call it midnight. He had to use the bathroom at some point. Call it midnight. <laughs> right? He got so that yeah, we'll yeah. we'll we'll tack on a little bit of time because he got in to Binghamton yeah. at like eleven thirty mm-hmm. and who knows what creepy crawlers are there at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he probably had to deal with some static sure. over there. Sure. That'll put him <laughs> sure. that'll put him there. That'll put him at the professor's house at midnight. Midnight. Uh yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. knocking on JK Simmons' door. And he tells him that he wants to to meet with Allison Janney. He wants to do the the Let's ethics do committee Let's do meeting. He apologizes, uh, and again, J.K. Simmons gets weepy talking about how his uh, daughters and wife care about him. Then it's the next day. We're we're in the meeting. Yeah. Uh, the ethics committee meeting is just just Allison Janney. <laughs> no one else. And no one else needs to be there. It's pretty. It should be pretty. This is pretty clear cut. This is gonna be a quick one, I think. <laughs> yeah, which I think she says too. She's like, "You were drunk at a school f- at a, a work function. Uh, you set up your class like a predator. Not, did nothing based on merit, only on looks. Uh, you are a predator. You <laughs> picked up a <laughs> picked up a, a student." at Wendy's and then proceeded to give her a slot in your class after she slept with you. Sure. Um, and at this point, she, she also says something to the effect of uh, ignorance of the policy that dating a student is not an excuse. You also dismissed your class for an entire month. We have the, we have this on record. This is all provable. And Hugh Grant's like, let me stop you right there. I'm real sorry. I admit these are, these all look bad, but I like teaching. Yeah. I really like teaching. Sure. And I think I'm okay at it. He's not, uh, but he just likes teaching. So yes. that's his his whole counter argument is, but what if I stayed? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but yeah, what if what if there's I- no there's no lawyers in this meeting. There's no HR in this meeting. This uh, again, we'll, uh, it boggles the mind. Yeah. Boggles the mind. I mean, there is some suspension of belief you have to do with any film, right? Yes. But like, I feel like there's some real glaring shit where it's just like, all right, this is not believable. Yeah. Like, yep. I'm not asking, like, we're not, because like, if we were to really like drill down like the reality of this, this would be like over months, right? Because oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. Y- you have lawyers, you have back and forth, like all this shit, right? So, so many students' parents could have sued this man. like And the school. Yeah. They're going after yeah. the school because the deeper pockets are the school, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So they could have sued the fuck out of that school. And again, we're kind of, we're kind of, spiraling into like <laughs> this like the 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 implosion of Binghamton yeah. for higher This is a aid. rom-com. This is yeah. a fucking rom-com. Like I can't Oh, well, I man. feel like I feel like Com is doing a lot of work in that sense, it's, but It's anyway. It's true. Jim, why don't you bring us home? I've talked, All right. I've yeah, I'll, I'll I'll bring us home here. Uh so in his uh in his filibuster about <laughs> not uh, of keeping his job uh Hugh says a story tells his story of how he loves teaching like you were saying yeah. but then like how he tried to teach a TSA agent at <laughs> Binghamton Airport how to write and he's like, there I was listening to someone who said that they didn't know how to do it or like they had this idea for a script, yeah. but because they're not a writer, they wouldn't know how to do it. And then in that moment, I'm telling this person like three act structure, character yeah. development, da 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 da. 
and how he used to think teaching sucked, but now he doesn't. So <laughs> a very backhanded way to tell yeah. uh, Allison here that I used to think you were trash, but like, yeah, you guys are all right. So then, uh, and again, this is, uh, we want this to end uh, in a true rom-com. Allison has a change of heart. She quotes Jane Austen, which I'm sure Jane Austen is rolling over in her grave. Oh, I'm sure perpetually anytime this movie is streamed. I'm sure she's crawling out of her grave <laughs> to go fucking strangle everyone. The, uh, I have the quote here. Uh, she says, "Self selfishness must always be forgiven because there is no hope for a cure." What? Uh, yeah, that was my reaction. <laughs> he was being selfish when he slept with his his young student. And also, then that said, get that person the fuck out. All right, whatever. Uh, so uh, yeah, she should not be in charge of the ethics committee <laughs> if this is her ruling. Yeah, get her out of just. I like I said, throw you them say, all out. You say burn it down. Eject the burn English department. Down. So. Anyway, so she like cuts him a break, uh, (laughs) which, which, by the way, again, this is, you know, we really, we're really beyond suspension (laughs) of disbelief because she's just like, yeah, all right, you can keep your job. So now Hugh walks, uh, walks away from the producer role Mm -hmm. that he would have had in Clem's fucking uh, script. Yes. But before that, Allison Janney uses this opportunity to leverage Hugh Grant's character into giving him, giving her notes on her memoir. Right. Which, what? Again, not very ethical. You just had a disciplinary meeting with this guy about a lot of fucked up shit, and one, you're just wiping your hands of it. Uh, forgive and forget. It's all, it's all good. No cure for selfishness. But, and by the way... Could you give me a few notes on my memoir? Right, right. Not my script either. And they 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 make a point of it. Like it would be better if it was just a script. Uh, the joke is is like, oh, you have a script. She's like, no, it's a memoir. Just have it be a script. That's that's my note on this film. Yeah. Uh. So now. Uh. So he. Yeah. So he walks. So he's walked away from the producer. Mm-hmm. She. He gives her notes on the on the memoir slash script, whatever we want to call it. Now. Then Hugh uh, runs into Marissa and then shoots his shot with her mm-hmm. as the more age-appropriate mm-hmm. catch, right? Which then we... You want to you want to talk about not learning your fucking lesson yeah, at any point Jesus. here. So, Hugh, yes. You, well, you've learned part of the lesson, right? right? Because it's like, okay... So this is a more age-appropriate woman for you to date, right? And you all know what I mean by age-appropriateness of just like, okay, <laughs> we're in the same neighborhood, right? right? This right. isn't a 20-year age gap. So you weren't in your 30s when they were born. Right, right? because that is not appropriate. So anyway, so all right, so you got that part down, Hugh. Great. However, what we're really stumbling <laughs> with is the fact that Marissa is in your class, yep. and that is a problem. Yep. So you, you you can't do that, right? You can't fuck your students, even if they are age appropriate. 
Now, we then find the workaround because Marissa figures out the workaround because then that eventually comes up. Sure. And they're like, they're because like, they're like, all right, we're going to get together. And then they're like, well, wait a minute, you're in class. And then she's like, we'll just wait until I'm out of class. Or like, we'll, we'll wait until I graduate. Right, exactly. Like, oh, fuck. That's the, that's the, the note we're going to end this on. Which, like, in, again, in and of itself. Even that yeah. is fucking wrong too, yeah. because like there are there are policies at schools that are like yeah, so like you can't groom someone and then when they graduate date them. Yeah, there's some buffer where you can't. Yep. Period. Right to eliminate this, but not at Binghamton University. Not at, <laughs> not at this Sodom and Gomorrah. In, in the. Uh, for for our own liability's sake, in the the depiction of Binghamton University in this film, right, <laughs> what, this upside down world that uh, Binghamton University signed on for. <laughs> yeah, so Jesus. then, uh, you know, we uh, get to the end of the film, and there's a shot of Hugh's phone, mm-hmm. and it shows his son calls him back. Yep. So yep. also. Everyone's still in the class. Karen is still in the class, front row. They're yeah. making making her sit in this class with her, her former abuser. boyfriend and abuser and predator, Hugh Grant yeah. character. Uh, like, <laughs> what the fuck? But it's cool. They're going to read her script. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's uh, excited about it. So we're we're all pumped. Uh, now we're all punked. Yes. Yeah. We're 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 all punked. We got punked. Uh, we're all pumped. Everything. Oh, and Billy's alive. The Star Wars kid. Oh, he Billy lived. Is yeah. alive. He shows up too. So that's that's good. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. All's well that ends well. <laughs> yeah. You know. And again, he the he. Oh, and then also he realizes like, yeah, those guys didn't want me in the frat, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. They abused you because they're probably awful people. And that's the film, <laughs> yeah. folks. That is the rewrite, the 2014 uh, classic film <laughs> that uh, Binghamton deserved better. <laughs> Binghamton, you know, you know, I, I feel like we got caught up in the Hollywood hype. Hugh Grant was going to be in town. Marissa's yeah. in town. JK's in town. You got, you know, you got the Hollywood elite just walking down Main Street. You know what I mean? There are definitely some moments where, like, as again, as I'm watching it, I'm just like, what if there was just like a junkie that walked by? <laughs> or like, what if there was a bar fight? Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give me something that brings me home. You know what I mean? And I know that Hollywood isn't going to be able to tap into that. Uh, but you know what, though? On the real, like, it had been kind of cool to have, like, extras yeah. from Binghamton yeah. in the movie. That had been a cool little uh, touch to to the film. Like, But you know what? We can't go back in time. So I'm the, I, This is the most damning fact I learned about this film. The, uh, the writer slash director, we talked a little bit up, up front. His name is Mark Lawrence. He actually went to Binghamton. Yeah, I was going to say he went to Binghamton. Uh, went there for English. Binghamton actually has like a, a pretty famous like film uh, department. And a lot, of, a lot of people actually come out of there um, that are super active in the industry. Uh, but the most damning thing I learned is Mark has never had a speedy. <sighs> Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Is this even a movie? <laughs> Did we even just talk for an hour and a half? I'm really sorry to have buried that lead. We could have this could have been a lot shorter this episode. Could have been a I apologize to episode. everyone. 
Yeah, we could wrap this shit real quick. Well, man. speaking of wrapping this shit up, should we uh, should we do just that? Yeah, I was gonna say, let's bring this home, man. All right, our our closing segment. We're gonna rank the film on a scale of one to five speedies. Jim, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, now we should also clarify one being a disaster, <laughs> yes. five being the greatest, five being the godfather, yeah. right? So, all right, I'm going to give this, <laughs> I'm going to give this two and a half speedies. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, and that half is that it was in Binghamton. Mm-hmm. That really mm-hmm. does carry it for me. Yeah. Um, again, uh I feel like the the we 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 tried to make a real certified piece of shit a good guy in this movie, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know how we get there with that. Yeah. Um, as was echoed earlier, there was a lot of plot lines that just like were kind of shoehorned in. I think, um, you know, what I can say again. We got the Wendy's I worked in that <laughs> that that really holds some weight. That was a flood of memories, yep. and also you know what? Like in terms of the cinematography of Binghamton, like yep. yeah, it was really well done. Like you saw some shit that was very unique to Binghamton, and that was really dope to see. So like that is the half speedy that mm-hmm. I'm going to give this. Um, because again, we're missing, there's a lot that this fell flat on, but <laughs> the one thing that I can speak to, uh, was the attempts that were made to highlight Binghamton and to showcase Rod Serling, yeah. Speedies, you know, not every film can have a number five in it. I sure, get that. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stay with two and a half two speedies. And a half Rob, I feel like <laughs> I know where you're going to go, but I just want to hear you say it out loud. How many speedies would you give this on a scale of one to five? I would give it uh, one, <laughs> half a one chunk of, of speedy meat. So like point, Point one is that is that what we can call it? Yeah, uh, uh, half a speedy. Yeah, half a speedy. Well, uh, I guess we said one to five. Right, so right. I get it would be one. one. Yeah, yeah. One, right. one speedy. We'll give it a speedy. And that whole speedy uh, is it's just all Binghamton. That's uh, right, baby. The six oh seven. Is is for like if I didn't have the context of this podcast, I would have not made it through this movie. <laughs> I, absolutely not. But uh, because of like everything I know about Binghamton and everything I love about Binghamton. Like I was excited to see a roundabout that I drove around. Right. Yes. Like, that's why I love watching movies that were filmed in New York city. I just like recognizing shit uh, that I've seen or, or places I've been, but being able to see that in Binghamton was like, especially delightful. And like Binghamton plays a huge role in this film, which I didn't think I thought it was just going to be a movie that happened to take place in Binghamton. Like it has, like Binghamton is central to to a lot of the movies, so for that, I enjoyed it, and again, it made me, it allowed me to make it to the end of this movie. Sure, right? There was these little buoys throughout it. Of yeah, just like, this fucking thing, and then they're like speedies. And you're like, yeah, oh, I was okay. gonna say like, oh fuck, it's been fifteen minutes. We gotta get some speedies. Yeah, in. you better throw in. Oh, Rod Serling. Okay, yep. cool. You yep. you've done your, and I think that's the other part of it too is like. Again, the writer and did he direct this too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh he went to Binghamton yeah. and you can see that he like 
did the best he could yes. to honoring that. Yeah. Of just like, okay, so if this is going to be like a Binghamton University film and Binghamton's going to be the backdrop. Yeah. And when, gonna... when they're, while they were filming, he would, uh, he'd be like, that's where I used to do my laundry. And Hugh Grant would be like, really? No one cares. <laughs> 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 Give it a rest. Like literally. Leave, leave, you know, this end of civilization yeah. uh, there. Well, luckily for you, Hugh, you never have to go back to Binghamton. It's so, true. May yeah. I at the end of the day, I what I hope for this film is that uh all the characters that were at uh, Speedy and Rib Pit, they like secretly make it back. Like they like sure. like Hugh is flying in Speedies to LA. That's what I mm-hmm. that's my my secret hope. Yeah. Um, one one can hope. And uh, one can only give this film one speedy. So and that's, you that's did. my rating. And I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll contextualize, contextualize this in a way that um, if you like our podcast, you'll probably enjoy watching some of this movie, if not most of it. Don't recommend this movie to anyone that doesn't watch it or doesn't want to listen to this podcast. Yeah, like if you want to watch it, if you watch the rewrite yeah. in conjunction with this podcast, that's how you should do it. This, right. this is what you should do. You should put the film on. Again, it's on Tubi for free. Link in the description. Uh, turn the sound off. Mute it. And then play our podcast and listen to us talk about it. And you can just see Binghamton. Yeah, I didn't enjoy anything I, I heard in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But I enjoy enjoyed what I saw. And you know what? That, that'll carry it. Yes. That'll carry it. Well, what are we going to carry ourselves on over to uh, mm. next week, Jim? Well, first I want to say what a hell of a segue before we, <laughs> before we even trying. do anything. I'm we gotta, trying. We got to acknowledge that segue there. What we are going to talk about is, well, we first we, uh, we're we going to stay in Binghamton mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. week. Okay. We're not Thank leaving. God. We're not leaving the 607. We're not leaving Binghamton. And we are going to go to Temple. Mm. And not just any mm-hmm. temple. It is a temple that you will find on the west side of Binghamton. There we go. All right. I look forward to it. There it is, baby. Well, while they're trying to figure out, that might be the the trickiest uh, hint, unless they jump on Google Maps. Uh, Mm. While they're trying to figure that riddle out, what... what are some things they could listen to? While oh man, what what can occupy your time? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, boy, we're doing a whole lot of West Side shit uh, because <laughs> we. Uh, what I would tell you is that you could listen to a comedy album inspired by Binghamton, more specifically the West Side, because the vinyl cover features mm. the corner of Murray and Seminary, uh, which is located in Binghamton, New York, on the West Side. I'm talking about none other than Upstate Understandings, my comedy album available, gymsearch.bandcamp.com. Uh, there's digital copies. There's the physical copies. Buy all of them. Uh, there's so much uh, cool shit you can grab from there, so please go ahead and do that. It's the new year. Treat yourself right with some really fun shit to listen to. And, of course, once you've done that, you can head over to gymsearchcomedy.com. Uh, sometimes I do stand-up comedy, and I list those dates on that site so you can come find me in new york city and around the universe uh and yeah that is what you can do and now let's say that once you get through that you're still like man i want to listen to some more shit well rob can you help me here because i need them to listen to something Mm. else do you have any suggestions for them to do that i do uh 
let's say you just watched the rewrite and you need a palate cleanser. <laughs> you're going to hop on over to brooklynfrequency.bandcamp.com and you're going to download my album called New York Sticky and it's going to soothe your soul with uh, music that's inspired by go-go, disco, funk, and hip-hop. It's an all-instrumental album. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just good it's a good uh, album to throw on and to just hang out. And the and links chill. will be in the description. Yes, links in the description for That's all right. these. Uh, and while you're in down in that description, if you just scroll a little bit further down, you can rate and review our show. If you give us five stars and throw in a review, we're getting a lot of five-star ratings, but not a lot of reviews. So if you take a time to just type out a nice little message about how you hated the movie The Rewrite, but you love our <laughs> podcast, uh, you can throw in a suggestion as well with that review of something for us to cover in an upcoming episode so we don't have to watch terrible movies like The Rewrite again. Man. Listen, don't even don't even think about doing the rewrite too. Don't even what would that be? Rewrite it rewritten? Re- <laughs> I guess that'd be rewritten. The, the rewritening. The rewritening. Yeah, oh, like holy it. Christ. <laughs> All right. Well listen, we're gonna we're gonna get up out of here, man. I uh, got uh I got our sign off for today. Oh was, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, I always like to try and figure out a, a a pun to end on that somehow ties in the word up and I got it. Are you okay, ready? Let's go. Jim, I give this film no thumbs up. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> it doesn't get <laughs> Understanding Upstate is a podcast hosted by Jim Search and Rob Adler, edited by Rob Adler, and music from Regal Monk.